0: Welcome back to your favorite convention-related podcast, ConJob. This week, Alexa and I are getting together to do a long con. We go over a bunch of different topics and uh, broke them out into different segments. so I uh, hope you guys enjoy it and uh, wanted to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all the other good stuff, and uh, yeah, see you next year. Without further ado, Alexa, how's it going? We're going to be doing the uh, everybody's favorite, the long pod. So why don't you give everybody the, uh, you know, the 411.
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm great, Ryan. Thanks. It's cold in Orlando. <laughs> um, you guys have uh, probably your winter coats out right now because it's, I think it's 45 yeah. here today. So it's a little cold in South Florida too.
0: 50 and I'm uh, 53 and I'm, uh, I, I have two, two, uh, hoodies on that's that that does
1: not surprise me um, so yeah it's you know it's the week of Christmas and we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a long a long con because that's what we do um, we're not in any specific order but uh, um, you know this week we're gonna cover just vendors that are probably jumping in a little bit too early um, I've seen a lot of uh, seen a lot of people taking a jump into Shows that are probably a little bit too big for their experience. Um, we're going to cover that. Uh, we're going to cover exploring new new avenues of sales. Uh, the the massive managing your massive expectations um, when you're a new vendor. Um, some big drama that happened at a uh, at a very very popular and supposedly massively waitlisted show and the very first thing we're going to talk about is what the election year is going to look like, um, what it's looked like historically.
0: All right. We got a lot, a got a lot to cover.
1: We do have a lot to cover. I hope you guys uh, are at your, uh, at your desks working and uh, wrapping presents all at the same time. Yes, that would be fun. Right.
0: All right. So let's, let's hit the ground running.
1: All right. Um, so for those of you that haven't been, Doing what we do during a, a real election year, because 2020 was an anomaly. Um, and if you think that 2020 wasn't an, om- an anomaly, we got to talk because everything about 2020 did not go against the norm. Um, you know, from from COVID to obviously people being able to do nothing but online sales. Um, you know, small businesses getting going and getting rolling well. Um, You know, 2020 was, like I said, an anomaly. Um, Historically, and this is in retail as a whole, car sales, home sales, everywhere. Um, The months leading up to an election year, usually the last two to three months of the year, um, and then really through the election, retail sales take a hit. Um, and you, if you don't know this, you can talk to any, any veteran of sales and you can find out that it's true. Um, you know, I think what we're going to talk about is preparing for that.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I, love,
1: I, lo- <laughs> I love, I love, I uh, love, I love that you had nothing to add because this is kind of you guys's first real election year that you're going into,
0: right? I mean, pretty much, we started in 2016, so we started then. So that you know, that was an election year, but right. Um. So yeah.
1: So I I'll tell you, 2020
0: was my worst.
1: Was my worst performance as a business for the the first five years that I was in business.
0: 2020 was also COVID.
1: Well, sorry, 2016, 2016.
0: Okay, <laughs> I was going to say I think that was a, mostly everybody's started out as their worst yes, year. Yes, sorry, or was their worst year? Yeah. Well, so 2016, yeah. So obviously that was our worst because that was our first,
1: right? But, but you no. guys also started in the election year, so you didn't get to see a couple years before. You know, you didn't have that. Uh, you know, that built in. So right. you know, for for those of us that have been there, we know. Um, you know, there's typically a 20 to 25 percent drop in sales um people tend to shy away from buying necessities with their extra money like you know you go to a show and people are probably going to buy more of like the big sword or they're going to buy you know that that thing that makes them feel good versus those things that they need they they need or that are practical uh, maybe that's the better way to put it is they don't buy a lot of practical stuff. So if you're like me and you sell practical stuff, well, you know, we got to talk. Uh, right. And being able to to shift and adjust is kind of a big deal. Um, you know, I, I'm i going to get Brian on one day. He keeps telling me he wants to come on and he wants to uh, just do an entire long con on the industry. And at some point he's uh, we're going to get him on. But he talks about you know them having thirty bucks in their pocket, and if you've been doing shows here lately, you know that's already true. Like people have thirty bucks in their pocket to spend because they're spending it on you know all of the celebrities, so on and so forth. So they've got that thirty extra bucks. It's your job to get it, um, and I think this kind of will roll into the uh, the managing expectations part of it, but you got to plan your business around that. You have to, you know, you need to start, everyone needs to start looking at it and saying, okay, you know, the economy's slowing down. You know, we've already seen that. That COVID money that everybody had in 21 and 22 isn't there anymore. And, yeah, and
0: you know, funny you mentioned the, the 30 bucks and you got to get it, like a good example of that is like, you know, with our employees, we'll tell them like, you know, our, oh, we sell our prints, our big prints, we sell them for 40. Right. Right. And you get the occasional person that comes up and is like, you know, Oh, well it's too much or whatever, you know? And then, so you, I tell them, look, it's okay to sell some prints cheaper. Like, Hey, I, Oh, I only have 25 bucks. Okay. I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take the 30 instead of the 40 on this sale. I've been, mean, I, I obviously, hopefully not every single sale is 25 instead of 40, but It's better to get 25 bucks than no bucks.
1: Exactly. We all like the bucks, period.
0: Right. So that's the mentality I give them is like, you know, make the sale. Obviously, don't do it. If you're going to make 100 sales, don't do it 99 99 times. We got to try to, You know, we want to hit our number. You know what I'm saying? But it's better to have something than nothing. So,
1: Look, my friend, I don't know what you're doing right now, but it sounds like you're uh you're just sitting across the kitchen you know and the butler's holding the phone uh you know and you're washing dishes or something because i can barely hear about, you hey how about that how about no that's about perfect that? that's perfect I, I
0: i had the microphone on my uh headset up by my ear instead of down by my mouth uh, so uh, welcome back welcome back yeah welcome back um
1: idiot idiot um so like what, what you said is exactly, you know, exactly right. I, you know, at, at, at the last show that I did, I adjusted my pricing structure because I can, you know, I, I took a little bit less profit to be able to hopefully make more, you know, more volume. And I was hoping that the volume would kind of take care of itself. Um, unfortunately, it did not. Um, Cause the people weren't there to uh, the people weren't coming by the booth to buy things. Um, But that's also a symptom of honestly, you know, convention promoters doing what they need to do to get, you know, to get the money in, you know, they're, they're doing the whole, uh, they're doing the whole, Hey, let's cram the show floor with vendors yeah. And, you know.
0: I've seen, that, I've seen that too, like in a couple of shows. It's like we've we've talked about it. I think ad nauseum too is like, you know, you have a show where it's like, hey, we have 50 vendors one year. And then you come back the next year and it was busy and you come back the next year and now there's 100 yeah, vendors. And it's yeah, yeah.
1: Like, what the hell? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you look at – and look, we were guilty of of, you know, bumping up floor space. There's reasons behind it. But most of these shows aren't forced – to bump up their floor space. Um, right.
0: Greed, right. Is that the best way to put it?
1: That, that is the, yes. Um, you know, I, we, we talked about it earlier this year, you know, and next year, you're going to see the same thing. I think you're going to see it even more. I think you're going to, you're going to see the, the big aisles that we love at certain shows. I think you're going to see those aisles shrink. I think every aisle is going to be a ten foot aisle, unless it's mandated by the fire marshal.
0: Well, I was just—that was going to be my next question—is like, what is the minimum for a fire? I mean, I know you got to have at least ten, right?
1: Um, Well, it depends on the area. Um, You know, there are there are shows that have eight foot aisles.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Yeah, Um, those are shows the fire marshal doesn't come to, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because why would he? Uh, But I I think you know you are going to see you're going to end up seeing show floors packed with vendors and the, the competition for that dollar is going to be even harder, you know, going into this election year. So, you know, right. I, I always, and
0: what your, what are your, I mean, now that we're talking about like, it's obviously going to be harder because they're bigger. Like there, is there less money in an election year?
1: So what happens is
0: if so, why is
1: that? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's it's a weird thing. People hold on to their, their dollars, you know, they're they're a little bit less spendy because they're they're unsure what's going on with the economy. You know, there might be a new administration coming in and you know, things are gonna change. So they' it's it's that whole like holding their breath to see what happens
0: type. But does that does that generally affect people who are going to a Comic Con? Especially right away? Like I get, you know, okay, let's say it switches administrations. Does it, does it hit them that fast? Whoa. I mean, it usually takes a little while to get that stuff in order. Now. Let me, let me, that, let me, is that like a stock market thing?
1: Let me back it up. Um, they, it doesn't, it, that the administration change typically doesn't even, they, they don't, it doesn't affect them at all, but it's a perceived thing. It's a, you know, uh, okay. it, it's a, I'm going to hold my breath and see what happens. And then we'll go from there and okay. you know i i don't i don't know if they think that you know the the stock market's going to crash you know if if the yeah. wrong person's elected or what and regardless you know it, regardless it's just it's funny <laughs> um, because i'm like oh you, you know, you guys realize that your spending habits honestly shouldn't change, but they just do.
0: Right. They they
1: just yeah. do. Um, okay. You know, and it they won't see the impact of a new administration for months anyway. You know, possibly, you know, possibly a year. So it, it's weird because it usually rebounds a couple months after the election. Um, usually, you start to you start to see the rebound. On you know on Thanksgiving sales, um, in like, like brick and mortar retail stores, but mm-hmm. you know cons they typically see at the the beginning of the following year.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
1: The beginning of the following year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think what we're what we're saying is, you know, you guys need to manage your expectations for 2024. Um, be prepared, you know, be prepared to have a dip in sales. Um,
0: now, does that last the whole year? Or is it just kind of pick up towards the end? Because I've noticed this year it's dipped towards
1: the end. It, it has. And that's the typical trend. Um, you usually see <clears throat> it started from, for most people really early this year Um A lot of the people that I've talked to said, you know, my last good shows were, you know, late June, early July that were like just good shows. And that includes people that did shows, you know, like Salt Lake, New York, um, uh, MomoCon, those, those type of shows where, you know, they're usually really good anime NYC, um, you know which I, i'd love to get get somebody on to talk about that cuz you know i heard i heard it was feast or famine at that show um
0: yeah i heard the same thing
1: yeah so you know it it typically it it typically ends up dipping those last couple of months um usually uh usually starts starts hitting you know Early to mid October, and then you usually start to see kind of the rebound once the election hits. If you do any shows afterward, Uh, you know online shopping typically goes up. You've got, uh, you know, you've got, you've got decent, you know, decent sales through the holiday um, because you know people start to to kind of come out of the funk. But you know, look for that dip and keep in mind, guys, you know those those high dollar high ticket items that you were selling might not be the you know the things that you're going to be selling in 2024 um you know i have all types of tips for that but i'm going to save that for myself because i got to keep some secrets right
0: yeah there you (laughs) go
1: well played yep 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 um so i i I feel like that you know this kind of wraps up the the talk about the election year, you know, and what it's going to look like and is a, a perfect segue into uh, you know, managing expectations, which we can talk about uh, after this quick okay. break.
0: All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that break and uh, our theme music that we had playing there for you. Cause it was uh, quite a doozy. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> well,
1: I, uh, I decided to have a yogurt, so there's that
0: in French. They call that yogurt. Um, yes, yogurt. Yeah, yogurt. <laughs> no, the A and the O are like together, it's weird. But
1: uh, you know, I'm glad learned. that you're learning French because you guys are moving there apparently one day. If, uh, <laughs> if your wife has anything to do with it, yeah, um, so good luck with that.
0: 320 day streak as of today, as of. The day of this recording so oh
1: that you've uh, you've been learning french yes nice nice <laughs> nice um i think I, I need to do that with spanish like i really do um because i, I live in florida um
0: <laughs> I, I probably should know <laughs> yeah. a little spanish reese, reese is working on that now too because yeah. it makes sense yeah yeah I, I it's it's really sad because
1: when i was in high school they didn't uh they didn't require that you, you, you learn a foreign language. And of course I went to school in Kentucky. So I was like, yeah, I'm never going to need anything, but English because ain't nobody going to talk Spanish to me. <laughs> 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 yeah, whatever. Um, fast forward many years later, here we are. Um, so let's see, what were we talking about? Cause that yogurt was really good. Um, We're talking about the election year stuff.
0: Well, yeah. I was going to say, now that we've talked about people trying to learn a new language, maybe we should get a perfect segue into managing expectations because it's very hard.
1: (laughs) It is. Um, Let's kind of – I want to throw this out there because, well, I'm going to piss somebody off, I'm sure. Um, No. I know, I know, I know. Um, (laughs) If you started your business in late 2019 or 2020 – And your first in-person shows were like those early 2020 shows where everything was really like, it was bucking the norms for election years. And, you know, most people were actually having, you know, great starts to their year. For whatever reason, if you're one of those people and then your first real in-person shows were in 2021, we got to talk. Because you have some wild, wild numbers that you're probably trying to beat and some big expectations that you need to tone down. Um, And this is me being 100% honest. I'm not trying to be mean to people, but... This goes for artists and this goes for vendors. Um, and I'm going to say, especially artists. Um, it, it's not always like that. And I think Ryan, you can kind of attest to like, you know, 2018, 2019 versus t- the year of 2021 and most of 2022. Like those were crazy numbers. Am I wrong?
0: No, 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 not at all
1: like not at- i i I know you know every vendor that I know had their best show of all time during those years, like at least up until that point. um Some of them had some you know some really good dragons or some really good new Yorks, um but you know they're mild anomalies twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two was it. Like, people had that money coming out of COVID. They, you know, they were so excited to be out doing stuff. They, you know, they were just, everything was perfect. And they spent the money. You know, I, I had shows that, you know, I did five figures at that I should have never done five figures at. Like, Period and you know they were they were fantastic shows so of course you know we're on we're on the pod doing reviews we're like oh that was awesome
0: yeah exactly <laughs> everybody should do
1: this it's amazing exactly um you know so we had to curb our expectations too um i knew that it wasn't going to last and that we needed to take advantage of it while we could um but you know i I'm in, I'm in a lot of vendor groups and I'm in, you know, some artist groups and I got to tell you, man, like some of the complaints that I've seen from, from new vendors, people that haven't been doing this that long are, you know, the show didn't do any advertising. That's the thing that I see the most is, you know, I should have done this much money i should have had a much better show and i i will say i've said that too whenever it comes to like you know for the amount of people there, i should have done a lot more money for you know for this show i feel like i should have done more because i've done more historically but i also have 10 years of this to look back on not to yeah yeah so there there's a bit of a difference and managing those expectations going forward is gonna, it's gonna be huge. Oh my, Alexa's talking to me. Um, you're talking to yourself. Right. Um, (laughs) like I, I think going forward, people have to recognize that this is not, you know, the bags of money industry that a lot of people believe it is you know it it is work and you actually have to be good at what you do or have the right products you have to actually be a, a merchant and you know for artists you have to be an artist that does things that people want you know versus does things that people think are cute or, you know, a a merchant that, you know, only has the trendy thing. Like, no, you gotta, you gotta be better than that. And I'm, I'm worried. I shouldn't say I'm worried. I'm not worried. I don't wish failure on anybody, but I also like, I look forward to our industry thinning a little
0: bit. See, and that's kind of like, yeah, I, I get like that too. It's like, should I, not that I wish it upon people, but it's like, you know, at the same time, it's like, I just want to, I want it to be, yeah, thinner.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I, it, I, I don't think that's a terrible thing to say. Um, you know people are going to accuse me of, of wishing people to fail and, you know, uh, wanting people to go out of business, but it's not that. It's, there was a massive influx of people who bought glowforges, who bought crickets, who decided that the doodles that they they do, you know, they need to sell at Comic Con because their friends told them they should. And, you know, those people don't have a lick of experience in the industry being a retailer or anything, but they quit their jobs. You know, they they're like, oh, I did really well on on Etsy during 2020 and 2021, let me quit my job. Um, you know, there's a lot of that out there. And I, I think those people are going to slowly realize that they have to enter back into the workforce because they, they don't have, what's the word I'm looking for? The skill maybe, or the or even the long-term the, the, the knowledge to to but be able you, to make it work but, long-term.
0: Can you get that knowledge over time? I mean, I got to admit, you know, I'm sure everybody else feels the same way as like when we first started this, I didn't know crap. I and mean, we had a six foot table and I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like we didn't oh, yeah. have any ability. Then you just do more. You see people doing stuff, you try stuff.
1: Oh yeah. And I, I think
0: that's going to be a thing. But a lot of these people, Ryan, you know, we all jumped
1: in with a bit of a safety net. I don't, there's not many of us, that i know that have been doing this for a while that jumped in immediately that just said you know what this is pretty untested you know as far as uh as far as you know my experience in live sales live events goes i'm just gonna go
0: ahead and uh i'm gonna quit my job like yeah i, I, I didn't that's... see that you know we we had the luxury, of like I still, you know, I have my job, so we had that luxury. Exactly. You know, oh, yeah. my my ex had her job that,
1: you know, at least we knew the bills were getting paid.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You're right. Like a lot of people do quit and jump in and it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not for everybody, you know. And, and it's not something you could, I mean, yes, there's exceptions to the rule. You could, some people just jump in and they, you know, they hit the ground running, they're doing well, but some people it's like, it takes, it takes a while. You gotta, you gotta massage it out. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You gotta improve. You gotta tweak the edges and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as kind of my, you need to, people really need to learn to manage their expectations. Um, because, like, I, well, they need to learn to be a little bit more humble too. Um, you know, I I had somebody. They came to me one day and they said, "Hey, would you, would you come look at my booth and tell me what you think of it?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" Like, wh- what do you what do you want to know? Like, what are you looking for specifically? W- what are the things that I could do to you know to help make it look better? And draw in more people, and I, I walked over to their booth, and they were an artist, and they had you know those little the little um, little grids that you that almost every artist that's new uses, like they're held together by those little round pieces of plastic, and they they hook together on the corners. You know you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know they had those and their entire booth was nothing but those and they had the artist window in the middle and all of their stuff was you know was clipped to the outside and all of their prints were set like different sizes like literally all of their prints were different sizes um nothing nothing was like standardized and you couldn't see the like the name of the business they you know it was it was just a hodgepodge and i gave them all of this you know this is what i would do i would you know i would standardize the size of your prints you know what size print do you want to carry what are you comfortable carrying because i can't put any of these in a frame i have to thumbtack every single one of them up to my wall yeah you know like what what are you trying to you know what look are you trying to get here And like, just, I I talked to him about all of that stuff and they didn't listen to a word of it. And I see this same person, person constantly complaining about, you know, nobody stops at my booth. I'm not, you know, I'm not making the money that I was making in, you know, in 2021. Like it, it's constant. So it's guys, one listen to the people that are trying to help you. But two, manage the expectations. You're not going to do what you did. And if you are, you are fortunate. And if you are, then continue to grow and develop your business. And that's kind of all I have to say about that.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I was going to say, I agree with you. I, I don't know. I I can't tell you how many times we've had people ask for advice and we, we give them and some of the stuff it's like, mm, shit, why did I tell them that? You know, I don't want, you know what I mean? It's oh yeah. It took, it took a long time. And then you tell them and they don't do it. And you're like, on one hand, I'm glad, but on the other hand, it's like, well, why'd you ask me?
1: You, I, you know? know? And that's,
0: it's one of those things where
1: you don't ask if you're not like, if you're not really sincere about it. You know, if you're if you're one of the people that you know just doesn't uh doesn't want to take, you know, constructive criticism, then don't ask people for advice because right. you ne- right. you're never going to you're never going to you know, going to take it anyway. Um let's see. What else could we talk about to, for this uh this 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 whole managing expectations going into 2023 you know we've 2024 we've we've talked about the whole election thing you know that was the last segment um for for you new artists out there for you new vendors out there you need to really look at a show and you know start looking at what you've done the last half of 2023, and say, okay, you know, similar size shows, you know, this is what I've done this year. This is what I, you know, can plan for next year. And plan on a dip. I always plan on a dip. I don't plan on anything. I like
0: to, yeah, I always like to plan on a dip. That way, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like I, like for example, New York. I like to go into New York thinking, yeah, it's going to be a good show. I don't like to say, oh my God, it's going to be the best show we've ever had. Right. Then, I could be disappointed like the one, the first, second year, cause we did it in COVID, but the second year after I was like, okay, this is going to be the New York I'm excited. And then you go in and while it was a very, it was our, at the time, it was the best show we had ever done, but it wasn't like, Holy crap. This is un, you know, it didn't it meet was, your expectation. Just Right. It just barely beats. So yeah. now I love it on purpose just to make sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, end of the day, end of the day, um, you know, plan to be disappointed so that you're pleasantly surprised. And that sounds like the worst outlook ever. And, you know, people are going to criticize that, but look, when you are in an uncertain market, when you're in a market dictated by like my, my performance is only partly dictated by the product that I bring the look of my booth like it's only partly dictated like my performances my performance is what someone else does and that's that's literally from my booth placement because we have talked about that a lot Mm -hmm. that booth placement has been such a critical key for so many shows this year, you know, my success is dictated by where I'm placed on a show floor. My success is dictated by, you know, what that promoter does to get people in the doors. And it's dictated by how many people they put on that floor, both vendors and celebrities. Like, you know, I, I temper my expectations.
0: Absolutely. I've, I used to do. I used to be the opposite, and then that New York to not this past year, but the year before, really put me back into like you know, hey, if it's good, great. If it's great, great. If it's if it's bad, I've, I'm you know, I'm expecting good, right? You know I
1: mean? Yeah, no, that's. I mean,
0: and then you know, obviously, when you have like I've I said this this past New York was was great, so it was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm so excited. You know what I mean? Instead of going, well, damn it, it better have been because that's what I was expecting. Right. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I like to be uh, happy more so than mad. Believe it or not, I know that's a shock to you. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Um, All right. So, yeah. Do you have, have anything else to add to to this part? Then
1: you know, I don't. Uh, I don't think we've got uh, got much to much to add i do think uh i think though it this is gonna this 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 segues really nicely into our next topic of of you know jumping into the deep end a little too early with cons
0: yeah and with that said i have to uh go to the bathroom so we need a break (laughs) let's break yeah all right and we're finally back. And that break was just so long that I completely forgot about our next topic. <laughs> Deep ends. Plunges. What?
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, we've talked we've talked about this before.
1: We have. And you know, some people hadn't found us yet, and we got a lot of episodes. Let's be honest. We're yeah. uh we we will be nearing Episode 200 in 2024, I do believe. Yes. Right,
0: we, yes, that is 100% accurate. And what I wanted to say is, for those who have just found us and for those who've been around, whether you like it or not, you better learn to love it. <laughs> because it's the best thing going today. It's
1: the only thing going, so.
0: Woo. Sorry. I didn't want to do the Ric Flair woo and not do it justice.
1: Um so. By the way, can you hear that background noise? Do you hear anything?
0: Negative. Okay, good. There's a
1: little (laughs) bit of background noise here. So,
0: well, I am wrapping presents, so I'm hoping nobody hears my background (laughs) noise—paper rustling. Multitasking.
1: I—I got to tell you, I'm. uh, And and this is how we're going to lead into this uh, this part of the segment. Um, You know, I'm. uh, There's only probably six people that know. Um, that I'm working on a new business venture um, to bring into the uh, the the convention world in 2024. Well, didn't you post it on Facebook? Um, I I did, but I I only posted like a hint.
0: Okay, I respect the hints because
1: look, thieves are going to thieve, and there are a lot of people out there that will see an idea. And they will jump on it the second that they figure out that it's a good idea.
0: Well, unless it's patented. Well why would <laughs> You're, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, um... yeah, that's
1: a that's a fair statement. So, <laughs> you know, I I am going pretty hardcore with with this new venture. I'm I'm excited about it. Like you and I have talked about it, Ryan. You know, I uh I, I think it's gonna be something that's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. And you know, i I'm I'm very confident in it, but I'm also being cautious. You know, it's an untested item that's launching in, you know, basically what is a convention recession. Um, you know, where we're seeing just things slow down con-wise as far as, you know, vendor sales go. So, you know, it's a, it's a risk. I'm not gonna make my entire booth this item. I'm gonna, I'm gonna integrate it into my booth and it's going to be an additional thing. And once I, you know, once I test it out and kind of flesh out the, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly of it, then, then I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to push it out to, you know, to its own booth or only having it at a booth. But I'm not going to go, hey, MegaCon. You know what? Yes. I'm going to use. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to use my 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 booth where I usually do really well, and I'm going to do this new untested item and invest a ton of money in a show. And maybe make some money and maybe not. Right. Like that's, that's not what I'm
0: going to do. And that's kind of the. I was just going to say, so you're telling me you want to wait to take the plunge.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing how
0: that works, right? Perfect segue. We call that a tease in the business. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes. So
1: I talked about it earlier. I'm in a ton of vendor groups. I'm not going to call the vendor out. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say what they sell, I'm not gonna do any of that, but I, I am gonna give you the uh the instance where like I, I just wanted to put my hands on my head, like on my I, I wanted to face palm. Oh, okay. So bad. Um this this vendor asks a question about, you know, do you think that this show is a little expensive? And the show in question is a show that's run by a major company, major nonprofit, um, I think is probably the better way to put it. Um, and they get a lot of people at their show. Um,
0: it's a, it's a yeah, they okay get, show. They get like 70,000, I would probably say, right? Have you... I think that's about right. Yeah, it's, it's big.
1: Yeah. But... With that said, their booth pricing is a little high. Like it uh, is a little high. It's a lot high. Okay. Yes.
0: But it's also because of a the location and b the company, and what else they do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're being vague, people. But we, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. It's WonderCon. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they do. And for those that don't know, they do San Diego. So yeah.
1: Um, their booths are twenty five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. And, and it, person, you know it's it's in California, so obviously things are a lot more expensive there. And but yeah, but they do yeah. want, they do San Diego, so they're like, oh, you don't want to pay it? Fine, we'll get someone else. Exactly.
1: So you know their booths are a little expensive. And you know this person was asking about you know do you think it's a little expensive? I just did another con a week ago, a week and a half ago, and you know I only paid this for their booth. And, you know, the booth that they paid for was still expensive, especially for the con. And it was their first show. Literally their first convention ever. They decided to do a major Comic-Con, jump right in with no con experience, no nothing, and sell their products. And they did okay. Okay.
0: I was going to say, I don't have an issue with that. Generally, I feel like if, someone, if someone's going to live in Florida and they live in Orlando and they're like, you know what? This Megacon thing. Hey, I was able to get in. Let me try it. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, uh, but that goes back to they have to temper their expectations. I mean, uh, we did a Megacon in our first year and it was like our third or fourth show. And it was just like, holy crap. You know what I mean? But, yeah.
1: but you guys also did an artist table. You didn't do a booth. True, true. Your experience was vastly different from what this person is doing. This person is jumping in with a single product.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Disregard One yeah. product.
1: Yeah, Disregard- And they are expecting that one product with very little variation in what it is. They're expecting it to be to be able to turn a profit. Yeah,
0: but you said they did okay.
1: They did okay, but we don't know what okay is. Right. I don't. I don't know if they covered their their booth and their expenses. Like, and for them, that's okay because they were able to get a free weekend at at LA Comic Con out of it. Or if they did five well, x their expenses.
0: While we're on that topic, this is a this is one that I guess is a, probably a good place to bring it up. We do shows, believe it or not. I know that's breaking news. Sorry. We do shows. Um, But there's sometimes we talk to artists, we talk to people, and they're just like, you know, hey, oh, yeah, you know, it's Sunday. Yeah, I I just made booth back. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Sunday and I just made booth back, like, I may jump off of the first bridge I see. Mm -hmm. So what is, am I missing something that people are like, I mean... Obviously, people some people aren't in it for huge profits, but what are they in it for? You know
1: everybody has a different a different expectation of
0: success. Yeah, but isn't success making money? Well, even if it's a, a, a little success, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Razor Ramon used to say when he had his negotiations with Vince McMahon. I don't need all the money. I just want a lot of it. So you know that's how I feel. I don't need everybody's dollars. I just want a lot of them. Well, take everybody's, you know.
1: When when you talk to somebody and this is going to be a really mean like sounding way to say it, if somebody is running a business and they are excited that they broke even, they're a poor business person.
0: I agree. And that's what I that's the whole purpose of my question is like what is their what are they looking for? If that's really all, Hey, I made booth. I'm excited. Like, well, what's, how are you a business? How are you making, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. What about your time? Like you, you took time to come to a show. You could have been home, maybe making more product or home doing anything, making cookies.
1: You know, you and I had this conversation, you know, in, in the pre-show, you know, where there are times whenever, you know, my, my drive time to a show and back makes the show almost undoable. But Beca- right. because I can't make enough money to pay myself for the drive and the expense and everything else. Like there's you know, there are you know, you gotta pay, you gotta you gotta pay yourself. And I, I think a lot of, especially artists, forget that.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, when when Meg's not there, obviously I, you know, I don't mind like, okay, yeah, if if the show's not great and I'm there by myself, it's like, all right, we made a little money. It's not the end of the world. But you know, if we're sending my daughter or sending one of our employees, it's like, okay, now we're paying them. Or if Meg's there, it's like, yeah, she's there. She could have been home making more art. You know what I mean? So now instead she was here. So it's like, that's the stuff. It's like, yeah, it's not always money out of pocket, but it's not money in your pocket. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. So with that being said, I'm eating. Yeah, we can get back. We can get back on topic. I'm sorry, it, but yeah, I just was. I felt it was perfect time to say that. So
1: yeah. I'm eating a little break, bit of breakfast because that uh, that yogurt just uh, made me hungrier. Um. <laughs> so, uh, cocoa crispies by the way, just in case you guys are wondering.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, drink, yeah very. Drink the milk. After. Very, very adult of me. Um, make sure you
1: drink the milk it's so, 100% the milk. so you know this person well asked you know what other people thought and I was very like I was brutally honest I said you know if if you think that this this amount of money is high for a show you shouldn't be doing those type of shows
0: well i don't know about that though because i think it's high i and i only you know we do it but it's like reluctantly it's like holy crap really it's that's a it's that's a, that's a lot of quiche you know 2500 bucks is a lot for any booth i even even if you're going to tell me san diego is 2500 it's still a lot of money oh yeah but here's well, the high. thing you... but it's worth it diego for sure because it's san diego well yeah you know
1: well here's the thing though for you your reasoning behind it is different what do you mean yours is yours is based on experience theirs is just wow that's a lot of money they they have no reference points to really speak from except the one show that they've done and you know the 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 question kind of you know was you know turn a profit yada yada but
0: yeah i mean i guess i i'm always i i always look at a show like whether i make you know let's just say I went to WonderCon, paid the 20 and I made 50 grand that weekend. I would still say, Jesus, 2,500 bucks is a lot for a booth. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm of a different sort. Never. I never look at it. Like that's 2,500, but we made 50. So it's definitely worth it. You know what I mean? I never look at it like that. I always look at it. Like just the dollar amount out of pocket. I'm like, crap, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I'm always the, I don't know if it's the right, is it pessimist or is it the other one where, I'm always like, what if the show sucks this year? Well, yeah. then it, is, I mean, that, is that, is Is that the it right is, word? It is. <laughs> I never know. But anyway, I'm always like, I never try, I always try to not count my chickens before they hatch.
1: So, and I, I, while I get that, I think the, the, the bigger point that I'm trying to make is that blank person who, you know, doesn't have experience in the industry. One decided their first show needed to be a, a fairly busy event. And now they're looking into doing another show that's a fairly busy event. They're questioning the, uh, you know, the cost of said event. And I, I, it's because they don't know. And when I made the suggestion, Hey, you know, that's a, WonderCon's a, you know, a, big, busy show, you know, you sell a single item that doesn't have a lot of variation to it.
0: Yeah, that's the part that gets me, is the single item part. Like, how much you really... I mean, unless it's like, I don't know, something crazy, amazing that everybody's going to buy. You know what I mean? Like, the, even that, the, the chances of that are hard and yeah. rare.
1: Or or unless it's a, yeah, that you know, that
0: part gets me. But the other part is, like, I'm just like, eh, I... I I am, I'm okay with jumping in with both feet just to see. I mean, if you have the money and you're like, Hey, let me take a chance. Let me go after this 2,500 bucks. I live in Anaheim and I'm going to do the show, you know, whatever I can, even if I have to pay for hotel. So it's, I'm out, let's just say with hotel, I'm out 3,500 bucks. Just try it. If it sucks, then I know I have to temper my expectations and try smaller shows. Or if it's, if it's good now, if I try a smaller show, I can do well, you know, like I'm okay with it as long as, the person can afford the fact that they may not make any money. Well, and that's that's the other side of but, that too. But complaining that it's expensive is that's on you. If it's too expensive, don't do it.
1: Exactly. So like I said, you know, you have an untested product. You you know, this was your first show. You should probably cut your teeth on some smaller shows that are less investment. Because you know then you can kind of get a feel for what the market thinks about your item and it'll help you build up some funds to absorb a loss if you take it at a big show like that.
0: Correct and Correct. yeah
1: you know th- this person did not like the answer like I'm like you should you know you need to you need to calm down there dude but oh
0: you this was in person.
1: Well, no, no, it was online. Uh, oh. But uh, you, you can tell when somebody gets pretty, pretty irate. And yeah. you know, of course, other people are like, "Oh, you should totally do it." You know, "Oh yeah, do it." And I'm just like, "No, you are literally the the exact <laughs> the exact thing that we talk about is somebody somebody 3D printed something. They decided that it was cool, and now they want to be a comic con vendor. With zero understanding of anything on how any of it works, right? And you know, there's a point. Like you know, when your business needs to take that step.
0: Yeah, it's still scary. It is, but yeah.
1: But Mm. jumping jumping in immediately to you know big shows, guys. I'm going to tell you, you're going to fail. If all you you target is big shows, unless you have a good plan on what you're going to do and your product is something that can reach a broad audience, it's going to be really tough for success.
0: Yes, yes. But, I mean, again devil's advocate I guess it's you never know until you know 100 percent. and as long as, as long as you can afford to take the chance it might be might be worth it you know absolutely but again I would never being in Florida I would never fly across the country to California to do WonderCon as one of my first shows just to check it out you know what I mean <laughs> like I I would do it like being in Florida in South Florida I would do it for Megacon like all right I'll try oh, it. oh yeah absolutely like, so that's, and that's an expensive one. So I would definitely try it for that, but I definitely, you know. But again,
1: so you would try it in Artist Alley, not a vendor booth.
0: Correct. Correct. So correct. it's, a, it's Which, artist, artist Alley, I don't know the pricing on that for Wondercom, but I know they do have it. Yeah.
1: So I don't, I don't want to say what this person sells, but it is a, it's an item that's, it's cute, but it's also an item that it's from a a property that was popular, like it was massively popular two and a half years ago, and the popularity has waned. Um, And I, it's funny because I see in the MegaCon groups, I see someone selling something very similar, very similar, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're, they're like, yeah, you know, my items are $300, that's all I sell are $300 items. And if you go back to our earlier talk, you know, you gotta, you gotta try for that 30 bucks, not the 300 bucks.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, you know, I, I feel like those, those are businesses that won't be able to, uh, to, 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 diversify and might, might not be able to, uh, might not be able to, to make it, you know, going, going forward um because they they don't have anywhere else to go
0: right right you know but it was maybe maybe they go to a show they see stuff they look you know they walk around look around and they come up with some additional things like oh i like this i like that let me do it this way instead you know what i mean like who knows i mean i'm who knows Pess- is that pessimism or is that the no optimism? that's optimism, uh, I, I optimism. I want. <laughs> thanks i gotta learn these words they're big words for me
1: no, it's so true it's please. true I, I want people to succeed I want I want people that are in this industry to succeed because when we're all succeeding, that's fantastic. Shows can grow, things can get better. The problem is the promoters continue to increase prices, whether we're succeeding or not. Um, right, right. <laughs> um, right. You know, <laughs> but that that whole the whole conversation with this person ended with this. The person finally conceding that they probably should try some smaller shows and build their experience. I'm like, why is it that hard? Why is it that hard for you to, you know, to be told that like, come on, man. So little frustrating with, you know, with how the the conversation went, but you know, jumping in, I'll, I'll give you another story. Vendor, Sells an item that, or a group of items, I guess, that not a lot of people do, but they're on one coast and they're literally jumping into shows all over the country and they have to drive everywhere. Now, mind you, I know all about the driving everywhere. Right. Okay. (laughs) It's expensive, really expensive to drive everywhere. When I first started, Ryan, the first year that I did shows, I didn't do a show more than four hours away from home. I was doing small shows, and I I wasn't driving that far. I think five hours, Chicago, was the furthest that I drove from St. Louis. Second year that I did shows, I drove uh, about about six hours away. That third year that I did shows was the year that I really like really hit my stride. Um, You know, I, I did shows outside of the Midwest. I came down to Florida. I went over to, you know, to Philadelphia. I did a show in Denver. I even did LA comic-con. And, along with the fact that I had car trouble and had to replace a radiator and I was out a ton of money. Like I wasn't prepared for that type of expense. Like outside of that, I feel like I finally, like after that third year, I, I could make those drives and I could do those, you know, those shows that were further away. Right. Um, you know, I wasn't real sure about it going, going in. Um, you know, and then, you know, I'd worked out how I can make the, you know, the drives work with, uh, you know, with doing another show, you know, adding another stop in there, um, you know, and doing two shows versus one and, you know, how that would affect everything. And, you know, I was able to make it work, but it's, these were the days too, when, you know, a booth at LA comic-con was $1,100. Mm-hmm. And you know, a booth at you know a Santa Fe Comic Con was four hundred dollars. Uh, the good old. Days. I know, I know. You know, the, those those days, you know, booth pricing didn't play a lot into it. I wish this what? well. I wish this person that uh, you know that's wanting to do all these shows across the country would listen to our pod. Because a couple of the shows that they claim they're doing, I'm like, oh, you're going to drive all the way over here for that show? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, And that's, li- that's literally, like, that's my thought. Is that right there? It's, okay, cool. Because at this point... I'm glad to give people you know, helpful advice, but unless we're doing the pod, Ryan, got to tell you, I think I want to, I think I just want to, want to keep to myself and, uh, and let people learn on their own because our, our education costs us a lot of money.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know,
1: you know, we, we give, we give away the world for free. Um, yeah, if we, people don't want to listen to us, then so be it. I couldn't agree more. I digress. So, my friend. Yeah. With that being said, I think uh, I think this this little segment has uh, has come to an end. And you know, I touched on it a little while ago. Um, I want to segue into our next one. Um, you know, I touched on it a little while ago that I've I've been working on a new. Know, on a new thing um i'm really i'm really excited about it because it does two things one it opens up my business for something a little different that's not glassware um, but it also opens up the door for me to not have to always do comic cons because i know you know, you fly everywhere Mm -hmm. for me when I drive somewhere, you know, and this April is a prime example. April has three shows that are like, there's, it's every other weekend that you've got one of these shows. Like I think, uh, last weekend of the month is C2E2 two weeks before that is, is Cleveland two weeks before that is another show. Like, and it's like, they're all in the Midwest. And it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, I wish I had something else that I could do so that I didn't have to <laughs> drive back to Florida for this show. So, you know, it's th- this new venture is going to open up some possibilities and some new uh, some new avenues of revenue, I think is the 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 segue. With that being said, I'm tired of stuttering through this whole segue. It's,
0: yeah, uh, that was
1: very cool. it was so rough. It was, it was so <laughs> rough. <laughs> Let's uh, let me drink my chocolate uh, chocolate cereal milk, and uh, and we will get back to doing the uh, doing the long con. All right.
0: All right, now we're back. So we are going to get into our next topic, which is um
1: exploring the uh the new new lines or new uh new ways to do business, I think is uh is kind of where we're going to go with this. So um you know, I before the break I kind of um you know, kind of alluded to the fact that you know, I've got, I've started a new, uh, a new thing that, you know, I, I'm confident about, I'm excited about, um, you know, it's going to allow me to, to hit up different markets, different, uh, different types of events to sell at, um, you know, somebody that does a really, really good job at diversifying where they're selling. Is literary literary alterations, and I don't know, I don't know if any like a lot of you will know them. Um, they uh, they have a whole lot of random smalls, you know. They've got notepads and keychains and bracelets, and they have like this giant tree out front with with stuff on it, and it's they they've got a lot of stuff, but what they what they do is they don't just sell at comic cons and anime cons you know they do they do other places too you know they can they can set up technically they could set up at a night market and you know and sell their stuff and they would kill it um you know they they do um state fairs they do a lot of different things so i i want to be able to do that type of thing, you know. I want to be able to do, you know, to say, oh, you know what? I've got, you know, I've got a show in, let's say, I've let's say I've got Salt Lake, and then the next weekend I've got LA Comic Con, and I, I say I don't have anything else the entire month, but you know I want to be able to you know to to get out that way what else can I do there's no comic cons that are happening oh look there's a tattoo expo my pop culture glass probably isn't going to be like the best selling thing there and usually tattoo expo booths are a little expensive so you know I'd like to be able to sell there but now I have you know i have an item that you know can cater to part of that crowd you know and and kind of fit in and and do well um you know diversifying the product line is kind of what i'm talking about and right, being right. able to jump into things like i look all of us can probably do anybody that does handmade stuff you know we can all do you know craft fairs and you know and flea markets And I, I talked to, you know, I talked to a guy that does pops that he does a, he does a flea market once a month and he's like, yeah, they know when I'm going to be there because I've been there for the last like two or three years. He's like, I do three grand, you know, a a Sunday at the flea market that I go to. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what You you do how much? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do three grand. And it's, you know, the, the, the table for that Sunday is 75 bucks.
0: Jeez. Right. That's...
1: I'm just like, how? And he's like, I, I just go, I set up, I have good pricing and I've got stuff that people want I'm Like, well. It's, you know,
0: it's, that's generally, it's generally, that's that's a pretty good, yeah, uh, it's a good
1: yeah. formula. Good trifecta. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, of course I had to laugh cause I'm like, okay, that's, that's typically, you know that's that's the normal thing um but coming up this next year i you know i've really focused on okay how can i maximize the time that i'm away from home and you know can i add in another show
0: yeah that's what you were saying before like going you're you're Gonna do like L.A. and Salt Lake, for example, back to back. Yeah. Is there is there something else that I can add in on the way home
1: from, you know, or from uh, from L.A. Comic Con, or even better yet, is there something happening during the week in between L.A. and Salt those Lake?
0: Are, those are the hardest to find. I feel like L.A. has one every day somewhere, or not L.A. but California. Oh yeah. Well, and if you think Comic-Con. about it, Florida is the same way. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's hard to find, though.
1: Well, I, I got to tell you, you know, I have, um, obviously it's the week of Christmas, but I I have something going most of the remaining days this week. You know, it's oh, we're recording on Tuesday. I, I have an event Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, and the wild thing is, with those events, I've only spent about 150 bucks.
0: Oh, see, that's worth it there. But then...
1: Say again? Did I lose you, Ryan? I think I lost Ryan. Oh, no. Are you there? There you are.
0: Okay, sorry. My mic got pulled out. Are you I'm there? there. I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Ah uh-huh. ha! Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I still hear you on the super low volume that you're you're at, but I can hear you, so that's good.
0: I was going to say that goes back to what we were saying: is it is it worth the amount like you're paying yourself? You know what I mean? It comes down to that. But if you're paying exactly a small amount out, then you know it, it, you're you're in a good spot. It's a good starting point.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, I I did. Um, you know, this past weekend, because I, 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 I want to spend some time at home because I like where I live, um, <laughs> and I, I like to rest. You know, I want to have some time with my dog. I want to have a personal life finally. Um, you know, all of those things that you never get to have as a vendor. Um, you know, I'm trying to engineer them. You know, by doing some of these smaller things. You know, what was it? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I invested 45 bucks in an event and I, you know, with my costs and everything else, I, I 10 xed my investment and that doesn't sound like a lot. Oh, you know, you made $600. Yeah. On $45. Yeah.
0: Right. Where and, I spent
1: four and hours.
0: How long, and how long was the show? You know, Yeah, was it like... was
1: four freaking hours.
0: Yeah. Right. So if you're 10 to eight, maybe it's a different story. But yeah, four
1: hours. You know, and of course Friday I had a had an event that you know didn't didn't fare as well. You know, I only did I I think I did uh what was it, three X my investment. Like could be worse. Yeah, it, it could be worse, but again, it was four hours. Right. Like over over those two days. Only working eight hours, I did right at a thousand dollars in sales. Yeah. And I didn't have to leave Orlando.
0: Right. You didn't have to worry about a hotel and all that mess.
1: Exactly. And the best part, Ryan, is they host those events all the time. So, you know, in between conventions, I can do these events, you know. Oh, I don't, I don't have any cons until, you know, until January. Oh, okay, cool. Let me, you know, let me do a couple of these and make a little bit of cash. Yeah. Uh, You know, very little time investment. I literally didn't make anything for these, uh, for these events, except a couple of cutting boards.
0: Right. So like no real prep. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: it was just, let's, let's fire it out there and, and go to town. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. But back to the, b- before we lost you, uh, <laughs> you know, back back to the 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 idea of you know finding something, you know, in between you know L.A. and Salt Lake. Now with a little bit more diversified product that you know is a little bit more general public facing. Now I can say, oh, there's you know there's a Wednesday, you know night market in you know Barstow. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just pulling yeah. pulling stuff out. But like, <laughs> let me do that. You know, sometimes in Vegas they do um you know they do art nights in in the uh, the parking lot of you know some of the casinos that are you know that are off strip, so it draws the locals. Oh no, I had to drive down to, uh, you know, to, to Vegas to get to LA anyway. Let me just drive there, set up and sell some stuff Sunday night. Like, yeah. you know, I'm always, now I'm always looking to, to add something else. Um, you know, I, I learned this year, I've been doing a ton of research on like other other markets and when i say other markets i don't mean like you know I, I don't mean like oh you know something outside the orlando market or you know oh what about you know so setting up in san jose or whatever i mean like other types of markets to sell in oh somebody's mad that i'm not throwing a ball for him oh man um hi Willie. yeah uh-huh. Don't you even start. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I've been looking at, oh, what about, you know, what about a wholesale market here? And I've talked about these before, but, you know, then I'm like, oh, what about, you know, this holiday market? What about, you know, what about an RV show? Not for me, but, you know, for someone else, you know, what about this? What about that? And it's, it's honestly like, it's kind of opening my eyes to a let's diversify, you know. No, let,
0: I let's... Love, the, love the idea. Um, and I'm all about testing out some things. So I, I, I do like, you know, but again, it's I don't, I, you know, I don't know where to even look to try to find those things. Like you, you know, you sound like you have a pretty good handle on like, oh, yeah, there's a night show and, uh, you know, whatever RV show, whatever, you know, Well, yeah, you, never know, you never know what might, you know, what you might find there.
1: Well, exactly, and I'll tell you, like for artists depending on where you live is kind of the yeah, of course, you know the the kicker like in Orlando, there's something all the time because we have great weather. um, you know, in St Louis, I used to be able to find like a brewery would do a you know a vendor market, but it would be an outside market there was I did one in twenty eighteen. And it was an outdoor market and an hour before they opened the doors, it started snowing like crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to kill, like, this is going to kill us. I was so busy because people were like, Oh, it's Christmas. Like it was, it was pretty fantastic, but like you right. can find, you know, those indoor venues, but you've got to look at like, like Florida has five or six different vendor events pages. Um, you know, Georgia has the same thing. Um, uh, there's a Southeast vendors. There's a lot of websites, you know, festival net
0: is one of them. So Where, you're saying it might, might be hard to find like the daily ones in Alaska.
1: Uh, yes. Well, because, okay. you know, it's the sun doesn't come up for a long time. Um, but yes, you know, you're going to have issues finding, you know, depending on your climate um, outdoor ones. But you can still find, you know, find uh, indoor ones that are, you know, that are evening markets because spaces with room will host them. Um, you know, sometimes malls, um, you know, the the northeast is, is. You know, riddled with them, where malls will will set up, you know, collectible shows or, you know, like an arts and crafts fair on a weekend to drum up business in slow months. Um, you're not going to find it that much in in the holiday, but you know, January, February, you see that. You know, in the summer you see that because not as many people are coming to the mall, and if you know there there's a couple of people out there that, you know. They'll claim that they do, you know, a hundred shows a year because they're doing these one-day shows that are during the week. You know, they'll do three one day shows during the week and then, you know, a show, you know, a two or three day show on the weekend, you know, they're getting in, they're getting in their time, that's for sure. Right. So I think what what I'm saying is that going forward you know people that have products that can sell to you know to a a more diverse audience you know pop guys you know you can do your 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 flea markets
0: you can do that anywhere yeah yeah
1: but you know if you if you're if you're selling you know anime body pillows you know you're probably Probably not not gonna have that big of a market um
0: yeah You're not going to an RV
1: park or... uh, Yeah, Um, yeah. but, you know, if you're, you know, if you're somebody selling, you know, watercolor art, you can probably, probably not an RV show, but... They're probably an idiot if they're doing that. Yeah, probably, you know, probably a night market, you know, where you can set up your stuff, you know, show it off and, you know, sell some stuff. You know, uh, um, somebody... (laughs) Somebody had uh, um, posted in one of the groups, Tampa Bay does a like a, a boardwalk night where, uh, or the river walk is what it's called. And right. tons of artists sit up there and it's busy. Like people, people do well there. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that I see like you guys at, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that it again fits but man the opportunities are out there and i think you know people that can and have the time really should look at it because it's one of those things where it's you know every every dollar is going to count this year diversify the crap out of yourself because you never know when your next big you know your next big sale is going to come from you know I, i think we were talking about it earlier today you know, I've started putting myself out there in a, in a couple of different venues. And one of the things that, uh, you know, that I, that I was like, oh, I'd like to really do this paid off, you know, and I've got, I've got a big order. My first big order from, uh, from what could be, you know, a, a good repeat customer. So all the excite, that's awfully cryptic. Jeez.
0: Yeah, well, I'm used to it with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, I was cryptic about the new business until I told you. Um, true, true.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: So, with that said, I think the the last thing that we have to talk about is the uh, the big drama piece that happened at uh, at a pretty popular and well known uh, well known show here lately.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll jump into that one. Indeed.
1: All right. We're back, and we're going to talk about some drama because, you know, you got to leave the drama for the end of the pod so that people listen through all the other rambling.
0: Or as a lot of people like to say, save the drama foe, yo mama. Sorry.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> Although my mama is not coming on the podcast. She would <laughs> she would not be able to figure out the whole link and click and do all the stuff. So she is not computer savvy. Uh,
0: So. Yeah. So what do we got? Let's stop, stop teasing them. let's hit them with it.
1: So for first I'm going to, I'm going to lead with this. If you're a convention promoter and you can't take criticism about your show. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, as both a podcaster that gives criticism on shows, as a vendor, and as a showrunner, okay, I'm saying this is all three. If you are a promoter that cannot take criticism on your shows, you need to rethink what you're doing. Because if your ego is so big that you can't take someone telling you, like, they're Bona fide opinion of the things that you did—that's a problem. Um, there, there are, there are definitely promoters out there that will silently blacklist you from uh, from their show and from you know get their friends to to blacklist you from their shows as well. Um, you know, there there are promoters that will retaliate against you. You know, for, you know, things you've said or even uh, even attending a competitor's show, um, you know, there are promoters out there that will do both of those things, um, you know, put you in the back of the room facing the back of the wall um, type, uh, you know, type things just to get back at you. Um, and it's petty and it's it's immature and to be honest it's it's a black eye like it is a black eye on you know on the community itself um it's just poor business but anyway with that being said um a couple years ago we had the new owner of steel city on and i i don't know if you remember that that episode ryan yeah. 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 Um, you know, he seemed like a pretty, pretty nice guy. Um, but we also, we learned during that, you know, that episode that he you know, didn't know a lot about pop culture at the time and had never run a convention before. I, I, I don't know if you remember that too. Uh, but you know, we, <laughs> it made me a little skeptical. Um, because that show has been such a a long running good show, like it's it's always been good for vendors, um, you know. Because they brought in just the right amount of celebrities. It's been a little heavy, but they brought in the right amount of the right celebrities to get the people in there to spend. Um, and you know, over the last couple of years, that show has shifted, and it's become quite literally you know a an autograph fest um it it kind of turned into what ace comic-con was you know as far as you know the celebrities that they get and they got a lot of great celebrities don't get me wrong um, but this year in particular a lot of vendors were saying how poorly they were doing at the show I don't know if if you heard that or not because we haven't had anybody on to do a review yet.
0: Well, we did one of them in uh, April, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, because because you, guys- you you yeah. met somebody and you were bragging about it.
0: Yeah, I met. Was I it, met Method Man.
1: was Sean Michaels.
0: I saw Shawn Michaels. I didn't get to meet him, but I met Method Man. That was really cool. Mike Tyson was there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I digress. But no. um uh, sales wise it's it's a good show that's why i didn't understand the the scrutiny it was getting because uh yeah he brings the guests in and there are i i agree there are people that came by the booth that were like wow i would totally buy that if i didn't already spend all my money on sean michaels or on x right you know what i mean which it happens but there was i mean it's a relatively small hall and then he has like a bigger hall attached to it overall it there it's it's relatively small compared to other big shows, but, um, it's packed in there for all three days. I mean, it's, it's, you know, as, uh, as Chris likes to put it, it, it's, uh, nuts to butts in there for the entire three days. Right. You know, so much so that I think people don't see everything cause they can't, you can't just, it's so packed. You can't walk down the aisles and be able to look on both sides.
1: So from what I gather this year at this last show, um, the nuts to butts thing was not a thing. Um,
0: okay. The December one? Yes. Okay. So historically speaking, and this is not because we've done, we've done one of the Decembers and it was decent, but I know that December is their worst of the three. And by worst, I don't mean it's bad. I just mean, it's not as good as the other, other two.
1: Right. Well, and a lot of people were talking about a significant drop off from the last one. So that's, that's where I'm basing this, but, um, you know, the vendor booths have went up over the years. Um, or the vendor tables. I'm sorry, and if you don't know, you know they they sell you a table with like five feet behind it, and that's what you get.
0: Um, yeah, picture picture. Um, I guess the best way to put it is almost like the uh, the premium artist alley tables at um, at at uh, fan expo shows, yep. where it's like you got basically have a table, and then you literally have not much room behind you. So if you have you know, you don't get a 10 by 10. Exactly. So you have a little bit of room behind you to put your, your stand up, uh, your, your, uh, pop-up banner. And then that's pretty much it. Cause they, you know, they cram them in.
1: So they, they also, you know, require that you stay literally within your little space. Uh, yeah. you know, people will buy multiple tables, obviously to get their booth in so on and so forth. So, you know, what they don't they don't even care about is they'll stick a vendor and this person will know exactly who I'm talking about when I talk about them. They'll stick a vendor in a corner, have you know a column halfway in front of their booth, and they still call that a full table. Um, you know it's it, they they have no real care for making the vendor floor better. you know it's it's kind of a means of 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 the income there. Um, and that, that's frustrating for me because I think, you know, that show would benefit by 10 with 10 by 10 booths.
0: Um, I'm just trying to picture the floor layout. Um, I mean, obviously it would, it would benefit the vendor. I don't think it would benefit the show floor because then you're gonna have less vendors. Well, but they're going to have,
1: they're going to charge more for those booths.
0: With that said though, there are, there's, I mean, there's. I don't know. Yeah, they might charge. I mean, I see your point. I don't know the answer.
1: Exactly. I mean. <laughs> so th- there's no real good answer, but I I will say this, you know, this is a show that claims that they have a wait list of, you know, over 1100 people. That's a wait list, the size of Megacon. I'm calling the, the BS card on that um, because
0: Maybe over all three shows. Well,
1: maybe that. over all three shows, you know, over the last two years, because I didn't even sign up for one of their, for like, I think it was their last show. And I got an email the day before the show saying, Hey, you're, uh, you're getting a call off the wait list. <laughs> We've got a table available. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in Florida. Like <laughs> I wasn't even planning on doing your show. Get out of here. Um, So, you know, I don't know how long their wait list is or anything else. It's probably 1100 people, but you know, who knows how far that back that goes. Um, But the, the, the lack of professionalism on both sides of what happened is crazy, but also like, Wow um so <clears throat> there's a comic book vendor and I, i'm i'm i i love the guy to death for reasons but also you know he's the same vendor that's that's had some books stolen at shows um uh, he's very vocal about certain things um you know and on so he had back to back shows where you know one show he had books stolen and then the next weekend he kind of started railing on the show just about certain things like, you know, you, you, you know about this, the announcer, you know, at steel city is just constantly talking. Uh, You know, there, there's constantly announcements and he was, you know, kind of complaining about the announcements. He was talking about how slow it was. You know, he was complaining about how customers are complaining, you know, about pricing for the guy next door you know there was like there was a lot of like he, he was making some snide remarks and he was kind of being a, a douche but at the same time like valid points and he said he's like i want to hang this this announcer with uh with this microphone cord because apparently it was it was at a point where it was getting really bad as far as well, the do announcements you know, go. Do you know
0: if it was really loud because i Again, having done the show, uh, uh, I don't know, three, four times now, different parts of the year. But um, I, I know there are constant announcements because they're telling you about each of the celebrities. Oh, yeah, this guy's getting ready to leave or this, this panel's going on. But I don't remember them being very loud. I don't remember having to yell in there. Like we just did a show this past weekend in Miami. And I swear to you, I had to yell at the people while they, they were doing a bingo. Oh, God. And it was just a con. And it was so loud. I literally was screaming at these people. So, so that, that would upset me, but I I don't remember theirs being that loud. So, you know, constantly talking is one thing and, you know, I guess it can be a little annoying, but to, to like make a big stink about it, other than it being just loud or where you have to really yell at your customers, that's the only thing I would. Well, and the
1: thing that I was thinking about is just now is it is always a lot louder when there's less people in the room.
0: That's true too. But it is too, remember there's two halls, like I said, one of them is like a normal, you know. 10 foot ceiling right and then the other one is like a a, like a huge you know you exhibit hall, 50 foot yeah 50 foot ceiling so obviously in there that sound doesn't travel it travels much better because it goes up you know it does it's not as loud whereas the one underneath because we've been in both right so um i just i don't remember it being loud but you you are true in that maybe if there's less people it is a little louder in that smaller one but that bigger one, it's not going to be loud at all because the sound's going to go straight up to that ceiling.
1: Right. Well, th- this vendor was criticizing the show, um, and you know, kind of bitching about how cheap the customers were being, and you know,
0: yeah,
1: so it's... on and so forth. Well, apparently, he made a he made another post about apparently being kicked out of Steel City for voicing opinions and the show and this, this is the the drama part of it. The show came onto his personal page and commented on his post about how he wasn't kicked out for criticizing the show. He was kicked out for disrespecting the show and its fans. And like the, the whole, like the whole interaction was petty and then a lot of vendors came to this person's, you know, this person's defense, you know, and criticized the show itself because it's the showrunner that's, you know, that that's that's commenting on social media, and then at the same time, the uh, um, the promoter's wife came onto the page, and you know, and. And was kind of kind of egging on too, and I'm just like, oh my god, you guys, or the partner, or whatever she is, I'm just like, wow. But they confirmed that he was banned from the show. Um, they overnighted him uh, his his you know reup check back. But the way that it was handled, and this is, there's there's, I promise, there's a point to this segment, you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, the way that it was handled was massively unprofessional um you know on both ends on on both ends um you know they they could have called them and said hey look you know we don't we don't appreciate how you know the the comments that you're making on your personal page i think it's best that we don't you know we just don't um you know we don't have you at the shows again like that that's how it could have been handled that would have been so simple and you know it would have been no online drama you know, the person still could have posted, yeah, you know, I just got a call that I was kicked out of Steel City, whatever. But, you know, it wouldn't have turned into the the, the backlash nightmare that uh, that they saw from a lot of vendors and a lot of longtime vendors that have, you know, that have been around and that have done this. Um, you know, so it was one of those like, oh, so the point that I'm making here is you guys one fair criticism is, is, is is exactly what it is. Um, you know, I have experienced some, uh, some negative reactions from promoters for the things that I say on this podcast. Um, you know, I've had, I've had promoters, you know, straight up tell me that i lied about their show no i literally told you what happened from my perspective you know i've had promoters deny you know deny things that were irrefutable you know that we've talked about in the pods um you know mess ups you know with the uh you know with the load-ins or you know a, a show floor not having numbers you know, and not not being very navigatable, like stuff like that. Like you know, they've, I, I've, I've heard you know a lot of stuff, and I've had you know I've had some, some some pushback. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize a show, make sure the things that you're saying, you know, are either your experience or. You know, there there's something that you can prove. Um, you know, I think we're going to start seeing the smaller owned cons. I think we're going to start seeing them, you know, pushing back on people that, uh, you know, that have poor opinions of their shows when they do them. Um, but that person's probably not going back, right? I mean, right. you know, if if I have a bad show, probably not going back to it unless I believe in that promoter. Um you know, case in point, you know, I, I, I love, I love the guys at Lexington. You know, I love Jared. I love the, you know, the people that are there. Um, you know, this year I can't do the show because it, it conflicts with like nine other shows, which we haven't even begun to discuss. Um, you know, how many, <clears throat> excuse me, how many shows are overlapping this year? But, you know, I, I, I had two bad experiences at, at Lexington with poor sales, um, you know, and it was poor traffic because of the layout, but I, you know, I believe in Jared, I believe in that team over there. So, you know, I want to go back and I want to support them. Um, but you know, I also gave him a really bad review. I think you remember that review, Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: That
1: was, uh, that was the show that salty Alexa. That was salty
0: Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: you know, so, as as long as you're giving, I don't even know how to, how to say it because it's all going to sound pretentious and like, Oh, don't, don't criticize the promoters, criticize the promoters when it's due, like criticize them, point out the things that failed, point out the things that didn't work for you, point out the things that, you know, that they need to improve on. You can be as mean and nasty as you want. It's not going to get you very far, but at the same time promoters because i know y'all are listening like we we talk to promoters all the time they're like yeah i heard you talking about us on the show you know promoters stop having as thin a skin stop taking it personal yeah you know
0: we are really we're really trying to help because yeah. obviously we're, the better the show is for us obviously the better it is for you guys and you know we're i don't know i feel like we're just we're trying to make it better yeah if we talk bad it's never like oh i'll never that fucking show again because you know it's more like hey if they did this if they did that it but it it would definitely make it better this would be so much better ryan like like comic palooza's uh load-in process
1: yeah you know or. (laughs) you know i I, who was it that i talked to i can't remember what show it was but they listened to one of my reviews of their show when i had a poor show and they fixed some of the stuff that i talked about
0: nice because they didn't
1: realize that this or this or this was happening so like the criticism sometimes gets heard sometimes it doesn't you know And that's unfortunate, but promoters, you got to start having a thicker skin when it when it comes to the shows. Because look, you don't have to, but you should have a thicker skin because at the end of the day, it's like we said, we're literally just trying to help. We're trying to have better shows to make more money for everyone, so that you know, so that your show continues to grow, so that you know, so that we, we can continue to be profitable. And I think that that's a, you know, that's a big deal for all of us. I just, I don't want something like what happened with steel city and how poorly both sides handled it, you know, to happen to, to other vendors, because, you know, I, look, I don't, I don't have much, much either way for steel city. You know, I, I, I can't make that show work just with how the booths are laid out and everything else. Um, a lot of people can. But, you know, I, my thought was, let's, let's go on and let's really rail them. And then I thought about it. And I was like, no, because both sides handled this thing poorly. So, again, I wanted to rail against a show, but I decided not to because, look, I tempered my words. And I made the criticisms where they needed to be made that's my point. God, it took that long to get there, Ryan. Yeah,
0: I was going to say that's in a roundabout way. Way to get We got there, though. God. We got there together.
1: Man, see, if you would have just said nothing the whole time, then I would have gotten there.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously. That's what, make,
0: that's what makes this the number one podcast in the space. It,
1: it's, it's true. It's true. But, guys, seriously, you know, maker criticisms, just, you know,
0: be – be truthful, be tactful, and yeah.
1: Yeah, God, that's that's what we should have led with. Um, thank you for listening to the ramble, but I don't want people to be in that situation where you know they've made that criticism, and you know the show the show decides to boot them because like this is our livelihood, and uh, I don't want any any show and any vendor getting a rep that you know they. You know they they rag every show where they you know they do the you know they they do the we're going to kick anybody that criticizes us out because um, there's rumors of that with a lot of shows that if you know promoter promoter stalks the fa- you know the the vendor pages and you know they they don't let anybody in that talks bad about them like there are there are those rumors everywhere oh of course. like we all got to be a little bit more grown up come on. Oh. oh, I digress. Good Lord. Yeah. I've rambled about yeah, this for will, 18 minutes.
0: We we will go ahead and end it there then. And, uh, hope everybody enjoyed this version of long Con. Yes.
1: Right? Uh, last thing since it's before Christmas, I'm going to plug this one more time. You guys, Jamie's, uh, Jamie's fundraiser. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, you know, Jamie's still, uh, still out of work. So, um, you know, if you uh, listen to the, uh, the pods, um,
0: it's a GoFundMe. It is.
1: It fan. is a GoFundMe. My, I apologize. I apologize. Um, you know, if you can give a couple bucks. It's Christmas. Help them out. Um, you know, get them, get them through this nastiness. Yeah, that's all I got. Merry, uh, Merry Christmas, Quanzica. Yeah,
0: yeah, and all the and all the holidays. Yeah.
1: When we when we come back, we'll have uh, reviews for LA Comic Con, uh, Holly Met Surrey, I believe. Uh, Let's see. What else are we going to have reviews for? Uh, we'll have reviews oh, for a couple of shows, but then we're going to have a preview, right? Oh
0: yeah. We're we'll going to definitely do some previews.
1: Yeah. Cause we haven't done those in a
0: while. Yeah. We're working on
1: yep. it. Yep. All right, guys. We, uh, we love you. Happy holidays. Be safe. Don't criticize those cons too hard.